Price and welcome to Hudson Serie A. We just finished the fourth match day yesterday with Napoli on top of the table and now we have the fifth match day starting this Tuesday. Danny, this is a non-stop Serie A. How are you? I'm all right. I do well. It's been a lot of emotions at this uh, weekend. We saw 1-1 in Turin, Juventus could not hold on to the lead. And yes, we got a new leader, uh, Napoli thumped Udinese 4-0. Uh, great games this midweek. Uh, there is a massive game at Artemio Franchi, Fiorentina, Inter. And then uh, the following day, there is another relegation, six pointers between Spezia and Juventus. No, I'm joking. I mean, it's going to be a bit under pressure <laughs> for you uh, going to uh, Stadio Pico after uh, a bad start of uh, the season. You were there in relegation zone, exactly. So, guys, leave a comment below. Comment the Serie A with us, giving us also your tips and your prediction for this uh, match day. And, of course, don't forget to support us by clicking on the like button and subscribing to our channel and click on the bell as well. So, let's start. On Tuesday, so today, we have uh, three games started with, starting with Bologna, Genoa. What a defense, <laughs> Bologna. Were, were performance in, in uh, San Siro. The only thing I like about Bologna was the hat of uh, Mihailovic. Uh, the other things, Danny, was absolutely awful, even if they started pretty well the season. Remember that they have uh, seven points, so it still is not a bad start of the season, whereas Genoa, they deserve to lose against uh, Fiorentina. Salvatore Sirigu was the best man on the pitch. And this is uh, Genoa's goalkeeper. Only one victory for them in the season against Cagliari. Dani, this is a balanced one, in my opinion. Bologna is very, very favorite, but poof, who trusts uh, Mihailovic men after that poor performance in San Siro? It's tough to call. Maybe perhaps Bologna, because they won the two home games so far uh, this season, but they've taken a, a big step back against Inter. They were not very aggressive. Uh, they waited for Inter too much in their half. And, you know, and I read a statistics that uh, it's incredible for Bologna. Uh, Inter ran more kilometers in the game than Bologna, but Inter have played Real Madrid in the midweek and Bologna could have prepared uh, for the game, so they weren't up for it. If we look at the, the these games, they've not beaten Genoa in the last five games. Last season was a 2-0 win uh, for Genoa uh, at uh, Dallara. I think what happened with Bologna this year is that uh, after the first uh, game of the season, they lost to newly promoted in Serie B, uh, Ternana, home, they lost 5-4. They started becoming a big concern about not conceding goals and they do not unleash the talent they have uh, because they got a lot of firepower up front. So they kind of set up too much defensively, like let's not concede sooner or later we will score one and by doing that against top teams they end up being not very aggressive for Genoa a bad performance against Fiorentina they lack chances they lack a little bit of motivation as Ballardini uh, said uh, perhaps also because Ballardini keeps changing formation from a back five uh, to a back three then at some point he goes with a back four I don't think they quite understood what the best 11 is but um, Genoa is a team that started the season with a worse score the last year because they sold a couple of players that were important to them, Shomudorov and Strutman. Now they got new signings. They still need to gel them in. And um, again, another worrying stats for Genoa. They are the second worst team for possession. That's less than 40%. And most of the possession of Genoa is in their own half. So I'm not expecting a lot of goals in this one. Let's go for an under 
2.5 goals that pays to attend. Okay, then uh, we have Atalanta Sassuolo. I didn't like again Atalanta against Salernitana. They struggle, they suffer in Salerno until Duban Zapata opened the scoreboard. Then they had some chances uh, even to score the second one, but still they are not particularly good. Their last game at home was a defeat against Fiorentina. They also failed to beat Bologna at home, so no victories in Bergamo yet, whereas Sassuolo also for us a poor star, four points. They lost at home against uh, Torino, so back-to-back -back defeats for them against because they also lost in the Olimpico against Roma. Danny, poof, uh, Atalanta is very favorite, odds 1.6, but uh, also is not a team to be trusted now. And you always said that uh, Gasperini's men always lose points in this start of the season. And no, none of these two teams is in great form, but. If Atalanta had not won a Salerno, I would have said they were the biggest disappointment of the season so far, even more than Juventus, because you should expect more from that, this Atalanta side that has strengthened the squad, has kept the same group uh, of players as last year. And I see them uh, not clicking in certain phases of the game. Everything kind of goes through the middle, whereas we know that the strength of Atalanta is the wing-backs uh, goes and the melee on the other side and they don't receive enough balls or enough support when they play. Probably uh, the injury of Muriel, the Colombian, it's costing them quite a lot because uh, yes, Zapata is a physical present, he scores in the box, you know, he makes his physique felt, but Muriel was more useful at linking up the play and his movements sometimes drag defenders away. So, you know, they only score four so far this season and we are talking about the best attack of Serie A in the last three consecutive seasons. I think they deserve to lose against Salernitana. Uh, with Sassuolo as well, not very precise against Torino. Uh, they play well for 20 minutes. Then Torino uh, knew how to exploit the wide areas of Sassuolo. You know, the, the two men up front, Bog and Berardi, they're not really keen on running backwards and defending. So there were spaces. And the problem with Sassuolo is that sometimes, uh, you know, they let, uh, they let, so many stupid goals. They almost scores the goals themselves for the for the opponents because uh, again they're very leaky at the back. Chiriches is quite slow uh, when he starts playing from the with the ball at the back. He's not quite uh, secure. I think uh, if you look at Sassuolo, uh, there is a stat that is interesting. Uh, the opponents, their opponents so far, they've hit four times the post or the or the bar. So that's the record in Serie A. So they've been. Quite lucky. Uh, I know last year this game finished 5 1, uh, previously 4 1, the season before 3 1, so a lot of goals. But because these two teams are not in a great form, I found a good odds on the market of goals market. If you go for under 3.5 goals, which is quite a lot, that pays 180. Considering the form, I would go for it. Yep, I like actually that idea under 3.5 goals, uh, two disappointing teams. Atalanta and Sassuolo, we cannot say the same for sure about uh, Fiorentina or Inter. Fiorentina, one of the good surprises of this start of the season. They uh, they have been able to win in very difficult stadiums like the one in Genoa or Atalanta. Their only defeat of the season was against Rome and they were down to 10 men. So, Dani, this is a difficult a very difficult test for this Inter Milan that we already said that they smashed Bologna after misfiring against Real Madrid, but their last uh, away game was a draw in uh, Genova against Sampdoria. 
Last season, also, Inter was able to win here in the Frankie, but this is another Fiorentina. Yes, of course, and Fiorentina has changed a lot under Vincenzo Italiano. It's no longer the uh, defensive team and the timid team they used to play with Iacchini. Here, they play on the front foot. And again, the possession stats tells you a lot. Uh, Fiorentina has got a possession of, average possession of over 56%. I know that most of the possession is in their own half, but look at the way uh, the two fullbacks, uh, Biragi and um, Odrio Zola play up. Also, the two centre-backs push on quite a lot. So, yeah, they were really, really convincing at uh, Genoa and, uh, you know, also the changes that Italiano made in the second half when he introduced Saponara, he scored. It shows that the manager knows his team and he knows his uh, strengths. I think uh, um, this is going to be an exciting game because both teams uh, go for it. You know, if you look at the stats of the shots on target, Inter is on top team who had more shot on targets so far, Fiorentina sixth in the table. So it's going to be a test uh, for Inter, because so far Inter has played oppositions that are not at their level, and you know, perhaps they should have even had two more points than what they had so far in the table. Credit to Inter, because they made the game against Bologna very easy for themselves, they score early, they keep the rhythm up, after the 3-0 was basically a practice a session but you know credit to them for for keep going a couple of years ago maybe uh, they would have panicked in a, such a situation especially after the uh, champions league however never easy to go to florence uh, inter are unbeaten in the last eight games considering also uh, the last season fiorentina comes on the back of three three straight wins yes inter last year won twice also in the coppa italia to one never a straightforward game they always score in the second half uh, good odds Double chance, 1x for Fiorentina, 193. Mm-hmm. Emiliano says that Inter is going to win 1-2 in Trasferta or away, which is the meaning. Uh, but this is a very tough game for Inter. You mentioned Odrio Zola, good in attack, but in defense, uh, classic uh, Odrio Zola. Then Wednesday, Salernitana, Verona. I like a lot, Danny, the atmosphere, actually in the Salernitana's stadium, as you mentioned before, probably they deserve way more. They hit the post a couple of times against uh, Atalanta, but zero points for them, only score goals against Bologna in the opening game of the season. So they look uh, quite doomed. The same, it was uh, it was the same Verona until they changed uh, the coach. They sack uh, Di Francesco, we were not sure about Tudor, but the first game was a great reaction. They were able to be one of the best teams of the championship so far. Roma, and if someone has not yet looked at the goal scored by Verona, scored by Faraoni, after this game, go and watch it in YouTube. What a goal! Good odds, Danny, here for an away victory. Very good, uh, because they play Salernitana, who got uh, the worst attack of Serie A, only two goals scored. The team who has so far done less shots on target, uh, seven in four games, not many. But against Atalanta, I feel they deserve uh, definitely a point, perhaps three points. They were on the front foot, exploited the fact that Atalanta not quite there physically. So, yeah, they hit, uh, they hit the post. Uh, I mean, in total already in this season, they hit the post uh, three times. But surprisingly enough, Atalanta, if you look at the stats who the teams that run the less, Atalanta is quite at the bottom of the of that particular uh, table. And I find it surprising because, you know, if there is one thing that the team has to do, 
to make sure that they are on top of game it's to run to put the efforts in because in terms of quality obviously they don't have the same quality as other teams so uh, perhaps castori needs to change that and make sure that the teams run until uh, the end and puts more uh, kilometers in if you like um, at the end against salernitana i think they paid a, a stupid uh, mistake um, at the back uh, you know the mistake of uh, lack of experience you know when you come from serie b the serie yeah, that's sometimes uh, what happened. However, Verona, uh, the Tudor transformation, you know, he took he took a new manager to change the team completely, but because uh, they uh, decided to almost revert to the way the Juric was playing. So two strikers, uh, Caprari and Giovanni Simeone, Barak behind them, and they almost set up in a 3 4 3. And, uh, you know, they uh, got rid of the uh, trying to dominate possession without players that can actually do it, as Di Francesco did it, and they played the more direct football, the transitions were very quick, you know, few passes, hitting it long, having the support of Barak behind the two strikers helped, so they created a great volume of play against Roma, they had six shots on target in the, in the match, never done before in this season, if you think the week before at Bologna they had zero shot on target, so that's a massive uh, improvement, I think uh, okay, it can be risky, but uh, Verona win, you know, if they continue with the momentum, you know, it's a very good odd, a Verona win for 217, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Red Room is asking you, Danny, Salernitana to score. You, we, you already said that they are the worst team in this area. Uh, they have to be a little bit more lucky, I think. I mean, they deserve to score against Atalanta and they do have threatening players up front. Maybe we'll see more of Simeon Bonazzoli from the first minute. Uh, they can score, but uh, I am worried about... Uh, them uh, conceding at the back, I think. Mm -hmm. Emiliano is telling us Verona X2 double chance, but of course yeah. the odds are quite low for that uh, market. So your pick is Verona to win, a straight and simple, then a six-pointer, as you said, uh, for the relegation. Juventus, because uh, Allegri's men, they are right now in relegation zone with only two points. They drew against uh, Milan in the most interesting game uh, last uh, weekend. Eight points less than Inter, ten points uh, fewer than the Napoli, and we are just in the middle of September. But Good goal scored by Morata, by the way, we have to say everything. And for Spezia, Dani, first victory of the season in uh, Venezia with uh, Muravia scoring the winner in a very important game. It was uh, this one. It was a six-pointer. What do you expect here? I guess, of course, Juve to win. No, At one point, they have to win. I think I think they have to. We have to analyse the things calmly. Uh, Juventus are still in the middle of a crisis, are still looking for their identity, but they've shown signs of improvement in the first 30 minutes against Milan. That was the best they played with energy, with uh, desire. They were put well in the pitch. I think especially the position of Dybala playing behind Morata in the pocket. It was very difficult for Milan midfielders to pick him up so he could organize the plays and they created a couple of chances, half chances in the first half. What happened in the end is that they tired, they couldn't finish the game, and because they lack the sort of midfielder that can slow up the tempo, can organize the game, the one we call 
in Italy, play basso or regista. I don't think Locatelli can do that kind of play. In the end, they surrendered possession in the second half. And, you know, uh, Milan were on top. And as Allegri said, Milan in the end could have won the game. He, they were lucky that the game finished because they had the chances. Now, there is a little bit of a tactical dilemma for Allegri who said he should have brought in more defensive players. Uh, when you enter suffers, it could be a good idea to uh, it could be a good idea to put a third defender. He played with Bonucci and Chiellini, leaving the Ligt on the bench for the game. Why not playing with a back three? I mean, the Ligt is a 75 million defender. He looked the business when he plays. He needs a little bit of continuity. Perhaps you can't go on all the time with Bonucci and Chiellini. Play with three at the back also because Juventus got good wing backs. You go uh, Quadrado one side, you can put Danilo on the other side, or even Bernardeschi or Alexandro. So there are options there to, to play with a 3 5 2. And Allegri needs a plan B and needs to change. Also, because the defense, it's uh, worrying. You know, conceding from a corner, as they did against Rabic, is a lack of attention, but they conceded in the last 18 Serie A games in a row. If we look also at last season, this is the worst record. In Europe, top five leagues. No one has done so bad uh, so far. They are winless in, in four games in Serie A. The last time it happened was 60 years ago. Last year, they went to Spezia. They won 4-1. Guess who scored two? Morata? Ronaldo. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, if you look at that, I said a six-pointer because if you look again at the, st at the stats, both teams have got very put very poor possession stats in the opposition half. So more or less, actually, Spezia managed to dominate the possession a little bit more. So a quick counter could decided, an episode could decide, and then Juve have got better quality. That's why I'm going with this odd. Spezia create enough. They score five. They were a little bit lucky against Venezia. Uh, someone's asking Spezia to score. Uh, potentially, because, you know, again, they might bring back uh, Balanzola. We saw him playing with uh, Venezia, and I think that is going to uh, be benefiting. But, uh, you know, the, the odds for Juventus to win are low, but the odds to, for Juventus to win the first half are decent, 1.85. Mm -hmm. Who need Cristiano Ronaldo, no? Someone was uh, saying in the stadium. Probably Juventus need him, uh, Man United for sure, they needed him and now they have him and he's uh, scoring in every single game, but he's not anymore in Serie A. Then we have uh, Milan-Venezia, Milan, Pioli's men, they had uh, two difficult challenges, uh, even three last uh, week, Lazio, Liverpool and uh, Juventus against uh, Liverpool, they lost, but they put a fight and after starting quite poorly. The game, you just mentioned that against Juventus, they deserve to go down in the scoreboard and then they had chances to even win at the Juventus stadium. But now, Danny, they play a poor team like Venezia, which only victory came against another newly promoted team like Empoli. So despite the problems they had last season at San Siro, it looks like this season they are going to be stronger at home. I guess maybe a heavy victory for Milan here. They've, they've been good at home so far, whereas 
Last season they struggled. Let's not forget last season they only collected 30 points at home. They were mid-table at the end. You know when Ibrahimovic got injured, they really struggled to unlock defenses, especially at home. Uh, good reaction in in the week for Milan. You know good reaction at Liverpool after being behind for 30 minutes. They go back into the game. Great reaction at the Juventus Stadium despite missing some key players. Now, the problem with Milan is that uh, even if they produce a lot of play and they play well, they play in the opposition half, you feel that they do need the number nine. They do need the big physical presence, either Ibrahimovic or Giroud. At times against Juventus, I was thinking, okay, they're creating a lot. They're not crossing many balls into the box. How are they going to unlock this one without a center forward? But in the end, they did it uh, from a corner. You know, the fact that they finished stronger than Juventus is a good sign, a sign of a team that's got an identity, that kept the same manager for a year and a half and I think that starting uh, to pay off the concern for Milan maybe sometimes is the defense not at the moment but how long they gonna uh, last you know uh, they got a couple of players that are injury prone uh, Chiaier picked up a knock Romagnoli is coming from two seasons not great uh, Calulu and Tumoya young good players but still young so you know um, there are there are some issues there um, you know the goal they conceded against Milan it's not a great sign of conceding from a corner from your corner it's not great to get the counter attack so sometimes Milan need to be careful not to commit too many players up front and leave themselves exposed Venezia Venezia at the weekend, unlucky, I think. They created the chances. Uh, they lost in the very last minute against Spezia. Uh, perhaps Spezia had a little bit more expertise. But this is a young team. is a fit team. And I tell you one stat that's really important. This is the third team that run the most in Serie A. They run more than Inter so far. So they are they are quick, they are direct, especially you know on the wings. They play with Jonsen, with Henry, Okereke. These are players that you know they really uh, you know they take they take the man on, you know, and it, it, it is interesting. Also, sixth team in terms of useful crosses, so they put a lot of lot of balls in the box, they try to threaten a lot, so they're very uh, direct, and obviously, as a result, they don't keep the ball very well in the opposition half. So don't don't expect them to try and impose their style at Milan, but instead being more direct. Uh, someone suggesting Milan-Venezia over 3.5. Yes, possible. I think the odds are not bad, but I will go for something else. I go for both to score, 205. Mm -hmm. You need to run in football, but also how to run, no? Even yes. more important, for sure. And then, last game, we have on Wednesday, Cagliari Empoli. Cagliari, one of the teams that changed manager. The previous uh, week and also we had a reaction from Cagliari actually they were this close to beat uh, Lazio in the end to all with <laughs> Mazzoni on the bench we saw the first goal of Keita Balde actually against his former team uh, Lazio but uh, still Danny Cagliari conceding a lot 11 goals conceding this season only whereas Empoli they were completely outplayed by Sandoria. They deserved to win. They lost heavily at the Castellani. 0-3 for them. Only victory decision, curiously, against uh, Juve. So probably this is the moment for Cagliari to win again. And you know, the reaction with Mazzarri, same as Verona, 
Uh, I don't think Mazzarri changed the style of the team as much as Tudor did in terms of uh, personnel or tactic. At times they used they seem to play with a 4-4-2 instead of 3-5-2, so more compact, you know, two blocks of four, making it difficult for Lazio to pass uh, between the line. But what changes? They look more determined. Uh, they suffer until the end because Lazio attacked attacked without much order. Cagliari in the end finished with 10 men. So, you know, it's a good point uh, for them uh, going away to Lazio and keeping and, you know, and getting a point out. Uh, they conceded five at home so far, Cagliari. So now this is a test against a team that they should be able to beat, at least in terms of experience. Cagliari has got more, but they need to make sure they don't concede goals in this one. You know, uh, last year they built their salvation in home form with Semplici. Now with Empoli, Empoli is a strange one because it is a team that... Uh, um, you know, he tried to play positive football, try to keep the ball a lot, but probably at the moment lacks quality. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of stats to, uh, to, uh, to explain what I mean. If you look at Cagliari and Empoli, Cagliari has taken the double number of corners than... Uh, sorry, Empoli has taken the double number of corners than Cagliari. 30 corners, they are top of the league, league of corners, against 17. <laughs> Uh, the Empoli are fourth in the league of crosses, but they are the first one for crosses missed, 53. 53 crosses missed in four games, so probably lack of quality. Also, fourth in the number of shots taken, 57, only three goals, so our, the return is quite poor, and also the team that goes the most offside. So what tells you is that... The ideas are there, you know. The ideas of playing attacking football and me proposing that is the lack of quality and the lack sometimes of cohesion that lets them down. So this one is a, this one is a difficult to call, but because I saw the stats on corner and I think I never gave you an odds on the Asian handicap on corners. These are quite no. interesting. Let's go for one. So Empoli Asian handicap corners plus one, great odd, 274. So basically. If Empoli and Cagliari take the same number of corners, you're winning because you got a plus one. If Cagliari takes one more corner than Empoli, you are not losing your stake. And obviously, if Empoli takes more corner than Cagliari, you won 274. And remember that Empoli is topping the league of corners. So exactly. Are, so, you so know. There is one table for points. There is League of Legends, which is an eSports that we also have odds. And then is the league of corners. And there... We have Empoli on top. Uh, well, Napoli probably they are happier being on top of the standings. And they are playing on Thursday. Difficult one against Sandoria in Genova because uh, Sandoria they had a very, very tough calendar. They only have five points. So probably someone would think, okay, this is going to be an easy game for Napoli. But again, Sandoria got the first victory against Empoli with Caputo scoring a brace and Candreva scoring a very good goal. As always, he's uh, full of quality. But before they were able to draw against Inter, to draw against Sassuolo, they only lost 1 0 against Milan. So, Danny, we saw a great Napoli. We saw a really good Insigne against Udinese. We are seeing already the touch of Spalletti, especially also in the set pieces that were, that were very important against. Udinese, but this one is a good test also for Napoli. Napoli unbeaten in the last nine away games, plus make it 10 because, you know, 2-2 two -two at Leicester in midweek. So uh, very good away form. Last year, they won at Sampdoria 2-0 comfortably. 
And uh, what I like a lot about Napoli this year is the way they grow into games. Maybe they start slowly the first five minutes, but then they start imposing the rhythm, imposing the possession the quick counterattacks. So, you know, there are good odds for Napoli uh, to win one, to win this one. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, they looked better coached. And, you know, the set pieces routine, they scored two in Udine from set pieces and from routines, you know, uh, a cross and a, a header and then a, a shot on goal that he terminated with a goal. I think that tells you that, you know, the, the manager is already uh, leaving his mark. As we said before, with Spalletti and Napoli, is about instilling the confidence into players that they can go and fight against every team, something that perhaps last year against Gattuso they didn't have. Sampdoria, um, again, maybe the underdog of this uh, beginning of the season, because yes, they played Inter, they played uh, Milan, uh, not easy, they played Sassuolo away, not, not easy games, really. And then they won against Empoli at the weekend, uh, they were better. And the, all the stats so far tells you that Sampdoria are playing more on the front foot under Daversa than what they used to do. Under uh, Ranieri, the Danish uh, Damsgaard is more mature. He gets involved a little bit more. Caputo and Quagliarella are a very good partnership. So, you know, uh, the only issue is that they haven't beaten Napoli in the last five games. So this could maybe uh, suggest you a little bit of cautious. Someone suggested both to score and over three goals. Uh, over three goals for me seems a little bit much. I'm going to go over 2.5 goals. Okay, a little bit more cautious, 180. Then for goals here, but as you said, Danny, the victory, as simple as that for Napoli, pays all right, 1.91. We are seeing the touch already of Spalletti with Napoli. And uh, before Danny, or in other videos, you mentioned that uh, Sarri needs more time with Lazio to see uh, effects in this team. So now, Actually, they have another test in Torino because this uh, Lazio, they are having problems. They drew against Cagliari, Cataldi scoring a point, uh, rescuing a point in the last minute, good goal as well. After that surprising defeat against uh, Galatasaray in Europa League, also they lost against Milan, so three consecutive bad results. Whereas Torino, seven points, way better than last season, that's for sure. They beat Sassuolo with Piaka scoring the winner after that 4-0 uh, result against Salernitana. So, two positive results for them, Danny. Only one defeat. Ah, no, sorry. They lost also against uh, Fiorentina, Fiorentina yeah. and Atalanta, but actually they deserve to gain some points against Atalanta. You expect problems here for Lazio? I do, because I think Torino are starting transforming themselves into more of a Juric team, more aggressive more on the front foot. They know how to exploit other uh, teams' deficiencies. They were almost perfect as a swallow. They did, not, they did not leave many spaces in behind, apart from the first 20 minutes when Sassuolo hit the post. Then they started to control the game. They knew the chances would have come because Sassuolo are so leaky at the back and they always leave uh, the door open. And, you know, they did all of this without Belotti. So second win in a row, second clean sheet in a row without their uh, mind man. So, uh, you know, in terms of, if you look again, the league, this kind, this, the league of crosses, the league of chances created, Created, they are not far from Lazio. So they are not far from the top teams in terms of the way they play. And let's not forget, last year, this was a team that 
and apart from that little parenthesis with Gianpaolo, they were playing really defensive football and they're waiting a lot in their own half. Uh, Lazio against Cagliari, I think they paid the midweek fatigue, uh, the trip to Turkey, the defeat there. Sarri didn't do much uh, turnover for that game, so I think uh, they paid that. I think they need a little bit of fresh legs there. In the end, they were desperate. They attacked it, they attacked it desperately with confusion, without organization. I don't think Sarri likes that either he wants his team to play almost uh, by memory you know knowing everyone what they have to do however with Sarri I think there are signs of change let's not forget this Lazio team was has been coached for four years by Simon Inzaghi set up on a 3-5-2 formation playing counter-attack football long balls direct balls to uh, Immobile now they have to change to try to dominate the possession, playing with a back four, uh, short passes, a lot of movements. So it's not easy. But there are signs of changes. This is the team that retains the ball the most in Serie A. It's first for shots, the team that runs the most. So, you know, the stats, the signs are there. Now they need the quality to finish it off or a little bit more time to understand what Sari wants. But for this one... Uh, tough to call. The odds, as you can see, are very high for all, all, all of the outright market. Asian handicap zero for Torino, 251. Mm-hmm. Lazio is unpredictable. Uh, Shuban is sane. And every time I see Pepe Reina on the goal, it's like uh, I have to check is this 2021? And yes, it's 2021. And still, Pepe Reina is uh, playing at top level. Good for him. Then, uh, last game of uh, this match day, Roma Udinese. Someone was not happy, and Kur was not uh, happy because uh, that Roma defeat against uh, Verona broke his uh, Aka. And this is the first uh, setback for uh, Jose Mourinho. Everything was very good in this season after that defeat. Good news, at least, that Pellegrini is still on fire. Another goal. For him and Udinese, we just uh, said it, how they lost and they were uh, totally worse than Napoli after a good start of the season. Actually, they had no defeats. They It's true that they beat uh, easy teams like Spezia or Venezia. So, of course, Roma very favorite to bounce back and get another victory. And they pay the defensive frailties at Roma, uh, something that they used to pay also last year under uh, Fonseca. Um, when Verona started attacking with more men, they went in a little bit of confusion. They started retracting too much. And in the end, they considered two goals, two very good goals from Verona, we must say. Uh, they have Pellegrini very inspired. So I know... Yeah. I can only imagine what Italy could have done at the Euros if Pellegrini was fit to play. And um, But uh, they paid also the fact that uh, at Verona wasn't a great day for Abram. He didn't really touch the ball. He didn't really uh, got involved. They need to make sure he's more involved because against this Udinese side, especially this back three of Samir, Bekao and Nutink, they look quite static. They look quite slow, especially that's how they looked against... Uh, Napoli, uh, the quickness of Ibram can be uh, really important. Uh, and also Roma, let's not forget, is a team that attacks a lot in um, this beginning of the season. They always scored in both halves 
for the last five games. So again, something has to be uh, said about uh, the capacity of Roma to finding uh, the net. Uh, they might have paid a little bit of midweek fatigue as well. There was a little bit of turnover. So there are a lot of excuses. You know, uh, it can happen for, for for a team with a new manager to drop points at uh, Roma. Whereas for Verona, uh, for Oli, for Udinese, uh, they look weak weak and when they got attacked by Napoli. Uh, they weren't defending the set pieces very well. Uh, perhaps their backline is too slow and that could be uh, where Roma could exploit them. They looked uh, out of possession. Udinese looked very, very, very vulnerable as they did in the first half against uh, um, Juventus in the first game of the season uh, where they were 2-0 behind. Against Napoli, they couldn't get back into uh, the game. Last year, Roma kept two clean sheets against Udinese, both, won both games. For this reason, I'm going to go for both to score, no, 2.25. Okay, both to score, no. Odds for Roma are quite uh, low, 1.62. Not that low, actually, if you go for Asian Handicap and you trust uh, Joseph Mourinho's men. Then, Danny, thanks. We have all 10 games analyzed, but as always, we are going to finish with your account. Okay, let's go with uh, the Aka Atalanta win. Juventus to win in Spezia, Milan to score in both halves, Sampdoria, Napoli over 2.5 goals, and Roma to win against Udinese. You can see the odds on the screen, 20-37 total odds. Yes, it's not cool, these odds on the screen, this Aka. So cool, so you can and place your Aka if you want. And trust Danny in this... Uh, Fifth match day in Serie A. Thank you, Danny. We will see each other again on Friday because we have more games of this uh, Serie A. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching, of course. Uh, you can still leave a comment, remember, and tell us your predictions or what you like or dislike about the show. And, of course, don't forget and click on the like and subscribe if you enjoy our videos. Enjoy Serie A and see you, Danny, on Friday to analyze the new match day. Bye. See you, Edu. Ciao, ciao. Enjoy Serie A.